At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. Hope everyone out there is doing well, staying safe, staying inside, social distancing. Listen to the medical experts. Keep everyone healthy. Keep yourselves healthy. And uh, we will get through this together and hopefully sooner than later. For this episode, you know, I'm, I'm sort of struggling here with do you guys want to hear about what's going on with sports and coronavirus, or do you want to just keep it light and have a distraction? I'm leaning in the distraction side. So I uh, called on my friend Kyle Brandt from NFL Network, Good Morning Football, to come on. And we uh, it's not an interview. It's just a conversation. We talk about uh, you know NFL without fans in the stands, a little bit about Tom Brady, and then we just have fun with what Kyle's been doing while social distancing, what he's been watching, a lot of Tiger Mask talk, a lot of talk about The Office, which Kyle is just now starting to watch. So uh, those, the two conversations there, Tiger King and The Office are really, really fun. And hopefully you guys enjoy them. And hopefully over this hour, we take your mind off of what's going on in the real world. And you can, no pun intended there, by the way, Kyle, a real world alum, which we do discuss. Uh, Hopefully you guys could listen to this, check out of the real news for a little while. Have a laugh or two and uh, just relax and, you know, not think about what we have to face here. So that's uh, this podcast here with Kyle Brandt. Last week, Jim Miller was on, talked about ESPN, Monday Night Football, and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So if you didn't get that, go into the archives. And uh, like I said, stay safe. If you can, subscribe to the pod and enjoy this conversation here with Kyle Brandt of the NFL Network. Good morning, football, right here on the SI Media Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, joining me now, one of my favorites, always a great guest, SI Media Podcast regular from the NFL Network, Kyle Brandt. Kyle, how you holding up? Jimmy, you know what's on fire right now? Like, you know who is just running the game, cannot miss, Steph Curry, Craig Hodges, just swishing everything? It's that little ingenious device at the end of every Netflix episode that goes immediately to the next episode and gives you two milliseconds to say no before the next one starts. That thing is running the world because it's definitely running my house. How, uh, how, how did you uh, come to think of this? Like what, what was the epiphany for you? Because, um, you know, I've been binging like everybody else. And um, sometimes I, I need to be done binging. It's just like I've banged out six episodes of a show and it's like, I feel a little sick. I haven't right. had any water. I'm tired. My body hurts from being in the same position this long. And finally, like, all right, the episode's over. I'm done. I, I said this would be the last one. And then the countdown clock comes up on that little progress bar. And this next thing you know, it's like four, three, two, one. And then you're <laughs> off to the next episode. And you're like, well, I might as well just do one more. I can't right. stop it now. It, it reminds me, Jimmy, of like when we were kids – and you'd be playing an arcade game and right. you'd run out of lives or whatever. And it would be like, continue question mark. And there'd be like a 20 second countdown and you would either like have to put in another quarter or beg your parents or whatever. But it wants you to so badly that I'm telling you, I, I have watched two dozen episodes in this period based purely because I can't hit stop fast enough before that clock goes. That clock is running my world. It's listen, I it's. I have trouble binging stuff right now. You do? Because I, it's, hard, it's hard for me to focus. I can't sit there and not check the phone. Fo- I'm trying to stay away from Twitter a lot, although mm-hmm. I've been on it a little more this week than last week. Last week I had to really almost do a blackout. But I'm very fortunate where I got people texting me, checking in, and I've been on Instagram way more than Twitter throughout this because it's a much nicer, yeah. less much crazy nicer. place. And I just find like the ADD, which I don't think I have, but I very, I, I find it hard to focus on. Like I, Tiger King, I banged out in one day. Yep. But I tried to start Parks and Rec, and I like lasted a few episodes because everyone says it's like The Office. So I lasted a few episodes, and I just found it. I, I just it wasn't something I wanted to just keep watching over and over. So, um. I'm sticking with the hits and watching like the same stuff I usually always watch. But we, we've embarked upon this thing of like what you're talking about and what I'm talking about is this is first ballot Hall of Fame entry for 
uh, like too much of a good thing. Oh, yeah. You would have thought right now in 2020 that all anybody wants to do is watch these incredible TV shows and look at their phone and like order delivery food from whatever app they use to have Chinese food come to their house. And it sounds like heaven. And you're like, this sucks. I'm tired of binging these world-class television shows. I'm tired of eating pad thai. I thought this was the greatest. This was supposed to be Shangri-La. I I don't have a job and I just sit at home and lay in my sweatpants and watch TV shows and eat. This is all anybody wants to ever fucking do. And now we're like, ugh. I, I kind of want to like do some work or something. I, <laughs> yes, yesterday morning was the first morning throughout this where I woke up and I said, "I really like yesterday morning. I would have done anything to just be able to go to a diner, sit at uh-huh. the counter, can't do it. Coffee, little bacon, some eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, scroll on a the conversation phone. maybe. Hey, how about them Yanks? Huh? What do you think of the Yanks last night? None of that. Can't do it." That was, I'm not asking for like the finer things in life, just a diner, like the, <laughs> the, the counter at a diner. That's what I'm asking for right now. You can't have it. I'm no, sorry. But no. Jimmy, you could sit there for 14 hours and watch any television show ever made and you can have food brought right to your door three times during that four That sounds pretty good. And yet it's not good, is it anymore? It's, it's done. It's, it's a little rough. I, it's rough. Did your... This is going to be a ridiculous question, but I love you know, it already. You know, I have to ask it. Did your experience on the real world Chicago mm-hmm. prepare you in any way for this? Because you're you were you were limited as what you can do and consume as yeah. a human being. It's fascinating. Time. You know, I haven't I haven't considered that. I taped all right. So I taped the real world in two thousand one. So that was nineteen years ago almost. And there's definitely similarities because when you do the real world. Um, First of all, it's a four-month shoot, and there's no television in the house at all, and you're not really allowed access to the internet, and there's no phone. So that, in a way, you're more deprived. However, you are allowed outside. You go to bars every single night. Uh, you know, you certainly, you're, you know, you're in the co-ed shower with Anissa. You're doing all kinds of things that I'm definitely not doing now. So. I guess maybe in a way there is some similarity though, in the sense that it's this crazy life changing experience where you're deprived of many basic comforts. So I guess Jimmy, yeah, at this point now, a few weeks in, I've stopped being polite and I've started being real. Oh my God. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. You're in the co-ed, co-ed shower with Denisa is the greatest one line that's ever been uttered on this SI meeting. <laughs> so I thank you for that. And I wish it was just me and Anissa. Yeah. It was a party in there. It was like, it was like a whole discotheque in there. <laughs> there no social distancing in, on the, in the no. real world. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, I want to get so we, we I want to get into what you're watching and all that. But let yeah, me, let's do it. Let, let me ask you a couple of just a, a quick couple of football questions here, since you okay. are one of the co-hosts of Good Morning Football. Um, yeah. What's your t- would you be what would your feelings be if they say we're going to start the season on time September whatever it is but for the first month or first two months no fans in the building would you say do that or would you say keep it on hold I'd rather have the games that's how I, I, I really would yeah, yeah I, I want the games and and if I could even back up Jimmy like before we even get to that which would be September the draft is fascinating. Completely, because it's going to happen. We've gotten that message loud and clear. It's just going to be totally different. And there's a lot of people who are are vexed by that and who are upset by it. And 
I, I got to be honest, I'm actually very excited for the quarantine draft for just a couple of reasons. Like this draft, the 2020 NFL draft is going to be iconic and legendary for decades and decades and decades. It will always be remembered as the quarantine draft, mm-hmm. meaning like let's say 20 years from now when some player goes in the Hall of Fame, you're like, oh, man, they got him. He was a quarantine guy. They got him in the fourth round. Remember that? Like he was one of those quarantine guys. Um, they'll always be stamped as such and remember that that was the draft where they couldn't really do pre-interviews and no one knew what they were doing. And they kind of everybody had to shoot from the hip a little bit with their draft picks. And I also think like, listen, people are these teams are saying like, well, we can't do our due diligence on these players. Half the teams are terrible at drafting anyway. What, it, could it really be any worse? Like, it just maybe this, there's a little bit of an advantage in having less preparation that you don't have that paralysis and you just go and get somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of random because they're all equal. So some people, if you draft someone and it turns out he sucks or he's like a total loon and you're like, well, we could have known that by if we had done pre-interviews. I don't know. Everybody else had the same standards you did. This is, in effect, the Corona draft. And I think it will always be remembered. We can look back on all the crazy offshoots that happened in this one draft where nobody got to really prepare. I'm actually kind of into it. That was a good plug for the draft, I must say. It's not bad. Also, Jimmy, on a superficial level, yeah. Um, what do we love about all drafts, NBA, NFL, whatever? We love the physical appearance of the players and right. as it becomes rapidly dated year after year. Listen, we're in a place now where uh, barbershops and salons are not open. Uh, tailor shops are not open. When we see these players, these Joe Burrows and Tua, I don't know how they're going to look. They, they may look terrible. It might be like in the, the 1989 Batman when, when the Joker was putting Smilex throughout Gotham and the newscasters had no cosmetics or makeup or hair or anything. This could also be the, the haircut draft where everybody very, just looks terrible. So very, I'm into that too. It's a very good point, although I hope by late April we can – Get haircuts. I have to say, you, you know, you know this from when you come in the studio and do the pot. I don't really prepare questions or notes for you, but yeah. I, I did scribble down a couple, and uh, one of them was: Has Kyle Brandt grown a beard during this mm-hmm. quarantine situation? It's a great question. Again, Jimmy, I, anytime I have any time off, even if it's a long weekend or a couple weeks vacation, I always grow a beard. Always. I just don't like shaving. Uh, I, I want you to know that I'm, I have a buttery clean shave right now, completely shaved this morning. Just two reasons. One, uh, Brooke, my wife of 10 years, admitted to me during our last vacation that the beard doesn't look good. Wow. She's like, I'm not really into it. And it's kind of a Roethlisbergian thing. Right. And then the more interesting part is like, Jesus Christ, my beard has gotten so gray, man. Right, that no, sucks. That's my, right, that's my problem. It's yeah. terrible. Like I one one year for years and years, I had like a nice chocolate brown beard. I looked, and I thought I looked pretty good, and then now I, I look like fucking Papa Smurf. It's terrible. Right. I don't know what happened overnight. You deal with that too? Well, here's the problem. What I it's funny you say that. So I'm gonna let everyone in on a little personal. What Jimmy, do you got? Personal Jimmy trainer note here. So I despise shaving. I hate it. Yeah, it sucks. And razor blades are ridiculous. It's like, you know, $40 for like three razor blades or something like that. So I go pretty much every Saturday and I get a hot towel shave from my barber down Awesome. And I can't stress enough, like if you're fortunate enough where you can, I mean, my barber's dirt cheap. It's $15. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, if, if any of the men out there listening have never done it, I can't stress enough how much you should. And, um... You know, can't do that now, so I have to shave myself, and I hate doing it so much. And then I get in these modes like you are. I'm like, I'm just gonna, like, why 
am I going to shave? Just grow the beard. Yeah. What's the point right now? And like you, what the gray is, is depressing enough. But what happens with my beard is the gray comes in like patches and it's so fucking mm-hmm. disgusting that I can't. It's terrible. It. Yeah. It's the yeah, patches. I, and it comes fast. The patches are gross. I <laughs> One day you have, grow a beard and then the next day you're like Teen Wolf's dad and right. you're like, just everything is just gray like crazy. I will say also, Jimmy, as it pertains to what's going on now, I have landed upon shaving as a matter of dignity and a matter of routine. Right. Um, you know, you got to do these things now. Like, I, I don't think ever in our in, in our lives, maybe since college, has there been a, a longer disparity between the time you wake up and the time you get out of bed. Like, if you wake up and either reach for the remote or the phone, it could be two hours of just sitting there in bed. So I get up, I do the kid thing, but like also I'm, I'm trying to get dressed every day. When I say get dressed, I don't mean like a free Jaguars t-shirt that I got at work and like whatever sweatpants don't smell. I'm trying to put on actual clothes. That's ridiculous. I'm trying to shave. I, I don't quote sign on that. Well, first of all, I'll say this. I can't lay in bed because I'm still very, very, very lucky to be working. So I still write my column train of thoughts every day for us. You can bring the laptop into bed. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't work on a laptop. First of all, it's a very dangerous place to go. Um, I, don't like working on the laptop. I need the big monitor, so I actually venture out. I do shower every morning, and yeah. then I and I'm 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 in front of the big computer, not the laptop, at a desk. Um, yeah. You know, by nine every morning. But there is no way. I mean, no chance on God's green earth you will see me in anything but sweatpants until <laughs> I have to haul my fat ass back into that city. Remember what? Do you remember jeans? We used to wear jeans. Yeah, and they were like kind of uncomfortable, and they were made of denim. There's, that was a crazy time, man. <laughs> we have breaking news coming over Twitter right now, which I would love to get your take on. This is what do you got? The Buccaneers have announced that Tom Brady will wear number twelve, while Chris Goodwin, excuse me, Godwin will change to number fourteen. Yeah, that's big. Is there any is there any information about a, a payoff? I'm try that's what I'm trying to find out. But I mean, let me get your take on that. I yeah. I think this is because I'm like old and I long for nostalgia and sort of I hate that Tom Brady left the Patriots. Kyle Brandt, I did so. you did too. Okay, I hate it too. Listen, um, really, one of the worst sports memories I have, um, and it's 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 low hanging fruit, but I grew up in the '90s in the suburbs of Chicago, and where I slept every single night was like. I'm telling you, it's about six minutes from the Chicago Bulls facility. Mm-hmm. So the time that I saw Jordan wearing the Washington Wizards jersey, it, it wasn't just disappointing; like it was shattering. Yeah. It, it was, it, and it was, it was absolutely shattering. And it, I don't know, Jimmy, there's something about it too. It wasn't like Jordan joined like the Celtics or like the Lakers. It was the Wizards with right. their ridiculous, stupid team name, ridiculous <laughs> uniform. And I don't think the Buccaneers are the Wizards by any stretch. But the fact that Tom Brady didn't finish with that team, it, it is very disappointing. It is very ugly. And it's, look, are you not thinking about Ewing on the Magic backing down Olajuwon on the Raptors? Because I am. Well, for me, what what one of the things that makes me happiest in my sports fandom career is that Derek Jeter never left the Yankees and never went to another team. That was uh-huh. that was huge for me that it never got to that for him. And Brady obviously is a guy that to me should have been a patriot for life. But you know what I'm learning though? Like 
I think that is such a fan take. And and I have the same take because I'm not an ex-professional athlete. I'm not a journal I'm not even a journalist. I'm not. I don't work for Sports Illustrated. That's just my fan take. But I'm just learning that I, I don't think they give a shit about that, dude. They I, don't. Because no. it's not just that. It's like Philip Rivers is going to have a Colts helmet on. And Jason Witten is going to have a Raiders helmet on. Like, those are all-time players for their team. And I just think they're like, yeah, I guess in a vacuum I'd like to be in one team. But, like, hey, idiots. Like, I, I, they're offering me so many more million dollars, and I want to keep playing the sport. So, screw it. I don't care. I know that's fun for your little blogs to do the slideshow of, like, you know, Reggie White in a Panthers uniform and Thurman Thomas with the Dolphins. And you can laugh at me if you want, but like, I don't really give a shit. They don't care. That's totally true. There's no doubt about that. I Um, wish they did, but they don't. Um, Let me ask you this about, I I wrote a thing today for SI.com begging the networks, whether it's ESPN, NFL Network, whoever, Fox, try to show as much as you can from the 80s and 90s Instead yep, of I saw recent that. stuff, you know, I, last night ESPN showing you know a game from two years ago, Rams Chiefs. I get it was a crazy game, but um, what is your feeling about that? Because I know for me, I'll just say that if you took a nineteen eighty seven Browns Houston Oilers game from mm-hmm. the Astrodome or wherever it was, and put that on, I would be enamored. Mm-hmm. Just to see the players you forgot about, the you know the coaches, the clothing on the sidelines. It's a, you know I watched a, an '86 MLB game over the weekend with nobody in the crowd on a cell phone. Uh huh. Everyone actually watching the game. It's crazy, but that's my- I, I tend to jump in with you because I'm a nostalgist and I always love the old stuff. And you know I'm I'm not getting any younger, so I love that old shit. My question would be: the devil's advocate play would be. Is it get like you turn on the game and you're like, oh, this is glorious. And whoever it is, it's, you know, it's Dolphins Jets from 1990 or something like that. And it's so cool. And the fonts are different. And, you know, the, the TV production alone and the broadcast is is like a warm blanket. It's great. But my devil's advocate question would be like, does it not does it not get old after like 15 minutes? You know, what I mean, like it's you kind of want to know the score and you want to see the high quality replays. And you're like, I like this. But it gets old. For example, like I, I've stumbled upon some old Nintendo games, and they they are still really fun. But after like twenty minutes, I'm like, all right, I get it. I liked this when I was nine, and it's it's bit it's pretty basic right now and simplistic, and it's not exactly blowing my hair back like it used to. That's a, I think I would stick. Listen, I mean, it would help if they were compelling games. Yeah. I think though, you know, someone on Twitter who read the columns sent me a tweet. They're like, "I would, I just give me any game that Charlie Jones and Merlin Olsen are calling." I've, I've enjoyed your recommendations on Twitter. You've been sending out them. Oh, thanks, stuff. bud. I watched. Um, you know, I did watch something based off your recommend. It was on my list of things to watch, and I saw you. What'd you watch? Marriage Story. Oh fuck! So here's the deal. I'm not. I'm not a sci-fi. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, yep. bullshit guy. I, I right. need people and dialogue and some realism in my movies. So um, Marriage Story was on my list. I saw you tweet about it. I said, let me give this a whirl. Didn't love it. And I'm not quite sure why Laura Dern won an Academy Award for it either. Um, <laughs> but, like, she wasn't even in it that much. And But that was just me. But that was... Uh, that was an interesting one to sit through, I must say. Now, don't tell. Now, did you sit there and watch that with your wife? 
No, I did not. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. But I, okay. I felt like, in a way, though, Jimmy, I actually felt like I did because, like, <laughs> I felt like she was sitting there with me the whole time. And look, anybody listening to this right now who has not seen this movie, Marriage Story, with uh, Adam Driver and uh, what's her name, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. If you're a married guy or married woman, it's it absolutely terrifies you and rattles the shit out of your cage about like i can't mess this up like i if if i get divorced especially divorced with kids like i'm just screwed it absolutely like can ruin your life in so many ways so i i'm sitting there watching it you know i'm enjoying it as far as the acting and the writing and stuff but like i kind of was texting brooke throughout like hey how's it going you know she was downstairs watching something else how are you doing like you know love you like i was just like Please let me never go through this. <laughs> I was, I, it's like I would rather lose a leg than go through what, that. It what, do you so want for di- what do you want for dinner, honey? I'm cooking tonight. Yeah, whatever you want. I'll yeah. pick and yeah. I'll go get it. And then I thought maybe yeah. I'd give you like a, a back massage later. Whatever you yeah. want. I just I just love you. And I like you too. So That's it was funny. all those things, man. Yeah, when, I, when it was over, I said, I got to ask Kyle if he sat there like on the couch, wife in his arms watching that movie because that would have been rough. I, you know who I loved in that movie though? I will say Alan Alda I thought was great. It's fantastic. He's yeah, fantastic. He's great. Great. And you hear his voice before you see him. And you're like, oh, that's Alan Alda's voice. And, you know, for you and I, like, we didn't grow up, like, we weren't MASH guys. We're too young right. for MASH. So, right. like, I don't have an Alan Alda thing like my parents do. And, like, they grew up with him. Like, that. that's there. He's a huge deal for that generation. I have no yeah. attachment to Alan Alda at all. However, right. every time he's in a movie, like, he's really good in the movie, um, the Aviator, the DiCaprio Howard Hughes movie, small part, mm-hmm. but just fantastic in it. And I thought he was right. good in that movie too. Um, the weird thing about that, just quickly, is that like I don't, I never watched the show Girls. I never saw that, so I never Awful. saw Adam Driver until he was Kylo Ren, who is like the evil Sith from the Star Wars movies. So this is the first thing that I've seen him in where he doesn't have a lightsaber, and okay. I'm like, all right, wow, this guy's like some sort of acting prodigy. Like he's amazing. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I watched a couple of episodes of Girls and had to stop. I thought it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not like overly familiar with Adam Driver's work either. But yeah, I mean, him and Scarlett were great. I, I just, I don't know. There was something about the movie. I didn't hit it for me. But how would you compare their romantic chemistry between that of uh, Joe Exotic and his two husbands? Well, that's where I was going. So <laughs> I was going to say, since, since you're the guest, since you're the guest, I'm going to let you choose what you want to do first. You want to do Tiger King first or The Office first? What do you want to do first? Well, I want to go chronological order from what I've done in this quarantine. So that would take us to okay. Tiger King. Okay. So Tiger King. I banged it out in one day, two Sundays yep. ago, watched it all in, in one sitting. How did you do it? In sittings or one, all at once? All at once. And yeah. for context, if you're listening to this now, Jimmy and I are recording this. This is the last day in March. Okay, whenever it is that this you're listening to it. So the tidal wave of Tiger King is it's kind of still at its peak, but it's not on the way up. It may be even on the way down. I watched it two weeks ago when people were still saying, like, what is this Tiger King thing? And I had one friend whose opinion I respect, who was just like, dude, is the text that dude, period. Watch Tiger King (laughs) on Netflix. Just watch it. That was the text. And I was like, All all right. And. So I sat down with Brooke and we watched it not only in one day, Jim, we watched it in one sitting. We never stopped. And that was again the the clock to say the next episode. Um, And this is how I would best describe it is that an episode in, even two episodes in, you're like, 
Okay, I got it. It's like the, you know, kind of redneck zoo, uh, you know, these Southerners who are colorful personalities, they work with tigers and that's the show. And I'm going to watch a show about these these rednecks with tigers. Okay, I, I can handle that. And then like episode three, four and five, you're like, holy shit, this is nothing about right. that. This is way more intense and layered and deep and messed up than I anticipated. I got completely sucker punched by what happens subsequent to the last the first couple episodes i couldn't believe where it went so you know how there's that cliche of like where people when people get in arguments or dis- disagreements they feel like they say uh well you know what that's what's great is you know it's always great when you don't want everyone agreeing with you the world would be so boring if everyone agreed with you yep. and it's, i totally hate that take and i want everyone to agree with me and the reason <laughs> why i love you and love having you on this show is because what you just said was exactly my experience and every thought you had i just had with it so <laughs> i had i had uh one of my one of my work buddies my work son chris chavez he's like yeah tw- 12 so he's my work son he texted me i think on the saturday and said you got to watch Tiger King. This is the new Don't Fuck With Cats because he, I, I had watched that and we had gotten into that on Netflix. And um, I looked at the image from the Netflix show. I'm like, I'm not watching this. And I don't know why. It's not something I'm proud of. But I had this thing where it's like my first reaction is like, leave me alone. I'm not watching this. And, but in my head, I'm like, I know I'm going to end up watching this. And then yes. the next day I put it on. And like you, the first episode, I was just like, I don't know if I'm sticking with this. It just seems like this is a show about some crazy guy who has tigers and I'm not interested in this. Yep. And then the end of episode two is when shit starts getting real, to quote mm-hmm. your old show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually sent out a tweet after I had finished it that a lot of people seem to enjoy where I said, I get such a kick out of people who are tweeting about Tiger King when they've only seen the first two episodes. I think what I said was because they haven't even rounded first base yet. So like, it's really the perfect. Now, I, I'm going to, if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate it, but I'm going to do spoilers. So if you haven't watched it or you're in the middle of it, you may want to just skip ahead here. And scroll till there's no Tiger King talk, but we got to do spoilers at this point. I they feel like already do be doing that, Jimmy, because people yeah. who are listening to this right now who have not watched Tiger King yet, they are part of the tribe about like, I'm tired of hearing about this goddamn Tiger King. It's right. too much. It's the hit show. It's annoying. Everybody I follow is tweeting about it. I'm not watching this shit. So right. I kind of right. respect that mentality on these things. So if you're one of those people who just decided blindly you're not watching this shit, that's fine. Scroll ahead. But those are also the people who think the coronavirus is just like the flu. So, you know, let's, let's, be, careful. let's be careful giving them too much credit. Uh, they don't uh, get a lot of credit, but they get to skip ahead. I, I, I think what we're agreeing on is it seems to mean that they set the stage early on and you're like, this could be an okay show. And then it goes crazy. Um, crazy. It does that a couple times because uh, like three episodes in, you're like, all right, no, now I got it. Now it's not just about this guy who has tigers. It's a whole, the show is about this guy versus this woman and they're going to battle for seven episodes or whatever it is. And she loves the tigers and she doesn't respect him. And that's what it's going to be. And then they are like, oh, wait a second. This woman also might've murdered her husband. And not just murder. Uh, and what tiger. did she do, Jimmy? 
she, and then fed him to, <laughs> to the tigers. So right. then you're like, all right, so now we have two lunatics, and we'll just ride this out for the rest of the show. I'm totally yeah. satisfied. I don't need anything else. I got my pizza and my beer. I don't need any of it. And then they're like, have we introduced you to this guy, Jeff Lowe, yet? <laughs> because right. he's going right. to shake shit up a lot with his Oakley yeah. hat and his headband. And then they're like, oh, uh, there's going to be a suicide, and uh, Joe's going to marry two different guys, in fact, three, and we're pretty sure all of them are heterosexual. <laughs> but it's, it just keeps coming. It never well, stops. And here's the thing. You just gave a great recap, okay, and summed up the insanity. And you didn't even mention the other guy who Joe sort of wanted to emulate, who he comes, uh, Doc. Doc. And he has like 12 wives. Like it's no, how are, I don't understand. You can just go anywhere and just marry as many people as you want now. When did this happen? This is, this is also a great point. Because here's the deal with Tiger King. You're hearing Jimmy and I talk, we're talking about it right now. There are things in which you could make a three- season series exclusively about them and they're just like afterthoughts in tiger king like they're they're just tiny little things for example um one of my favorite moments in tiger king in addition to doc and the polygamy and all of that stuff is so there's this character saf saf is (laughs) works with the tigers and Saf loses an arm to the Tigers. Like there's an incident. Unfortunately, it's not on camera, but Saf loses an arm. And they say like, there's this ridiculous conversation. I I have to interrupt you. It was on camera. It was on camera. But we didn't see the tiger rip it off though. From a distance. Well, we saw the tiger. No, we saw the tiger put the arm in his mouth or her mouth. All right. And so Saf is sitting down (laughs) and telling the story and saying, well, um, you know, the doctor came to me and was like, look, it's going to be like two years of rehab and stuff. And so Saf's like, nah, like I've cut it off. Like two years, it's it's your arm. Like if it's 20 years, you do it. And Saf also couched it being that like, it would draw more media attention to the incident and Saf did not want that attention. So just cut the thing off and I'm going to come right back to work with the same tigers. And I want everyone to understand that this lunatic you're hearing about is definitely the most level headed person in the whole show. Without That's a doubt. Tiger King. Yeah. Without a doubt. How did no, how did no media attention work at? Um, I don't know. And, and yeah. also like, you know, Aaron Ralston and like he gets credit Aaron Ralston is the is the guy who cut his arm off when he was mountain climbing, and James Franco right. played him in the movie. Like, I think Saf is the new Ralston because <laughs> Aaron Ralston cut his arm off with a pocket knife, but Saf was back at work feeding tigers like a few days after one of the tigers bit her arm off. It, so I think I'll take Saf over Ralston. What do you think it says about us? Where I, I know for me, I think one of the things like subconsciously that I love about a show like that is that. There are moments you are literally disgusted and have no faith in humanity and you're angry about what's going on. There are moments you're laughing your ass off. There are moments where you want to try to help some of these people. There are moments where you want these people to rot in hell. Like, is it like, does the roller coaster draw you in on a show like that? Yes. And there's an identity thing 
with Joe himself. And by the way, I should correct myself. I called him Joe Exotic. We, we, we deserve to give him his proper name. Joe Maldonado Passage, okay? As, yeah, as the, again. That he took. <laughs> no one questioned the Which, fact that he just had his last name be Maldonado from the husband. Yes. The whole thing was just... And then Passage was the next husband. And I think it was he was trying to do that to find legal loopholes to get away from like litigation because his name is different. Like it, it's, He had it all. He, he tried everything. But Joe Maldonado Passage, he is now this like um, kind of lovable figure, like in maybe in the sense that like, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter was or like maybe sort of Guy Fieri is like one of those. However, like Joe definitely wanted her dead and probably paid for her to be dead. I mean, I know he's a convicted felon and he's in prison. So this person that we're all memeing and laughing about and, you know, everyone's envisioning Halloween costumes. Is I would probably bet my life paid to have a woman murdered in cold blood. So that's kind of a tough thing to reconcile. All right. Number one, I got to acknowledge the way you said Fieri right there. Because <laughs> I'm a fan. Number- it's Fieri. And I've met with Guy, and it's, it's fucking Fieri, dude. Don't ever okay. say Fieri. You're dead to him. I, I don't want to tell you then that I'm not a diner's drive-ins and dives, not a fan. But hey, Jimmy, that's what makes the world go round, as they say. All right. Now, I, I agree that Joe Exotic, to me, is a horrible human being. And I, I never I never felt any sympathy for him. And the two, there were three things in that show that I'll give you the three things that disturbed me the most. Go on. Um, and I'll, I want you to take on them. Uh, first, yeah. obviously, like you touched on, was the suicide of the husband. Um, yes. Just if you're just so sad, just, you know, just incredibly sad. The whole thing. The guy's straight. He's meth and the, I, I, who knows and then jimmy his 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 mom is at the funeral in which joe maldonado passage not only is inexplicably dressed like a priest but then he also sings at the funeral with the mom front row and then the mom of the kid who shot himself comes to joe's next wedding two months ago and then is mad at joe for having the wedding even though she attended right. there's again that's a show not that that's not an episode of a show right that is an entire show and in this show it's a drop in the bucket so that's exactly. item number one what are your other okay. two number two it's a little bit of a lighter note but it really did repulse me the walmart expired meat truck okay this was one of the most sickening things i've ever seen on a television show Absolutely disgusting. They they had this shot where they dump out the wrapped meat of chicken legs and whatever the hell comes from Walmart. The story being Walmart has the stuff. It's expired. Nobody bought it. We'll go and get it. Now, I was revolted merely at the idea that the animals were eating this expired right. meat just because they think expired meat is gross. But and then, what happened next? Right. Go ahead. You can take it. <laughs> <laughs> then Joe Maldonado Passage and the entrepreneur at heart says, hold on a second now. I can make some bucks here if I make pizza. I'll make the best pizza in Oklahoma. Oh. However, we got to put some meat on this pizza. We can't just sell cheese. Light bulb over my head. Wait, we got some spare uh, sausage and uh, pork you know, lying around and beef. Maybe I'll just take some of that Walmart meat and put it on top of pizza and sell yeah. it to human beings and they can eat it. And at I, that point, yeah. I almost lost it. Right. That's how I – watching all of that expired meat just get poured out of the truck and into buckets or whatever it was. 
really it was just absolutely disgusting jimmy you seem to be the same kind of guy as me which is like i look at expiration dates on everything i'm the guy who will throw away the italian dressing if it's past its expiration date by a week even though all that stuff is bullshit i still throw it away so like a turkey leg that's been sitting (laughs) in room temperature if not heat Oh, oh! It makes me so absolutely oh. disgusting. So oh. those, those are the is the pizza your most disturbing moments? <laughs> no, the, the, that was, and then the third, the most disturbing for me, the one that, the one that got me the angriest probably. And yeah. I know in reality, there's nothing you can do about this, and it's the way we, you know, the country you live in, and I, I get it. Yeah, and this isn't a gun thing or a liberal thing. It's not. It's not thing. But watching the fact that he had a web show. But he would go on uh-huh. the internet and take a gun and shoot the head off of blow up dolls or whatever they were, who yep. was supposed to be Carol Baskin. I- I'm sorry, but I-, I don't know. I get free speech. I get this. That. I don't know why that. I- and I know it's not a real person. He's shooting the gun off a blow up doll. I get it. But look what it led to. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I just. I'm sorry. Normal people don't do that. Even if it's not a real human being, you're not, I mean, you're broadcasting this to whatever, I mean, there's something about that, that just inherently bothered me so much. Yeah. And it's, it's a damn shame that just all that, uh, that old video just randomly burned down, just like a random arsonist that Joe had nothing to do with. It's a damn shame how that happened like that. Probably like a lit (laughs) cigarette or something like that, you know? Um, I, I have, I don't have a list, but I have two things that I would describe as like, my underrated moments of the show, like that Hit weren't me. the biggest moments, but that I just absolutely loved. And I had to be like, wait a second, let's not forget about this. One is when, um, when Saf uh, has the accident and loses the arm. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, Joe needlessly makes a really dramatic announcement to the gift shop patrons. <laughs> like saying, now, hold on. There was an yeah. incident. Somebody lost an arm. I just want everybody to know. Like That seemed, that seemed gratuitous yeah. and excessive and incite panic. Like, wouldn't you just say, you know, we've had an incident. We need to shut down. He couldn't wait to do it. Like, that was a very strange moment. And, and he offered a refund. Yeah, right. He did, which I guess that was prudent. Um, the second one is really quick. And in the, the final three episodes are a lot about Jeff Lowe, who you can just you can just smell the Dracar coming off of Jeff. Um, <laughs> but there's a moment when they're running through what Jeff's been through and what he's been doing, in which they just brush over this thing that he had a failed business in which he had a Las Vegas strip shuttle service. In yeah. which you would take the shuttle bus to Casino Casino and play with exotic cats, which is just like the stupidest business well, I've ever heard. As a Vegas guy, I've been in Vegas a million yeah. times. I'm sure you've been there. Like, yeah. what you don't need on the bus ride from Mandalay to the Mirage is a tiger cat. Like, you are titillated by innumerable things around you, the scenery of the strip, you're drunk, the music, if you're doing drugs, if there's strippers, like the last thing you need is a, is a cub baby tiger. It's so stupid. And that was his idea. And it was just brushed aside like, oh, he had this one thing where he had tigers on the strip and it was called Jungle Shuttle or something. Wait, what the hell? I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I know, like I, I used to go to Vegas every single year for the NCAA tournament with my friends and, okay. you know, been there for weddings, etc. And, I'm thinking to myself, if I was there with my friends and one of my buddies 
I, I have one buddy in particular. I'm not going to name names. He, he enjoys the spearmint rhino. I, I'm not sure, you know, sure. if you've ever. Yeah, I know. I'm and if he with said, it. and if he said, do you want to go to the spearmint rhino? And let's say I said, eh, why not? Let's go. And he's like, okay, we're going to get in this car. And there was a yep. tiger in it. I'd run out. I'd be yes. like, that's not, I don't understand the appeal of being in a car with a tiger. And also the car is going to be like $150 more than the car without the tiger. <laughs> and you, and you brought up a great point. Like how high does the high have to go? Like chances are, let's say you're on your way to the spearmint rhino. You probably have a few cocktails in you at that point. And I don't know if yeah. someone's out there doing even more than that, but let's say you have a few cocktails in you. You are then headed to the spearmint rhino. You also then need the high of a tiger sitting next to you in the car. Like, no? I think what it is, and I think I, I, I would hate to, to speak for Jeff Lowe, but I think Jeff Lowe, his take and his business model is that the cats are the ultimate female magnet. Like that right, if you're right, on the right. bus with the cats, then you get the girls to come on with you and then like you're home free. But I just, I don't think Las Vegas works that way. And it's, I can't possibly fathom. All right, guys, listen. We, we had to stay at the crappy Luxor and sleep, you know, seven dudes right. in a room. And we're trying to meet these friends down there at the MGM. Let's, guys, let's, I had an idea. Let's hire the shuttle with the tigers in it. It's really okay. expensive, but we get to hold some baby tigers. Like, who the fuck wants to hold? I don't, I'm not I, interested in that in any way. I'm with you on that. And you just, you know, bringing up Jeff Lowe and all this, it, there was another really depressing part of this uh, show. What? I found really, now, listen. So Jeff Lowe and the wife who are swingers and, you know, yep. listen, I'm not judging that. Do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home. You're not hurting anyone. I don't care what you do. I don't care if, you know, they could have sex with 50 yeah. million people, whatever. Sure. Safe. Do they really need to have a kid? Do they, like, did she really need to get pregnant? Are these the parents we need in the world right now? Yeah. Oh, That's no. a bummer. She wanted That's that baby. She wanted to lock into that low fortune. She wanted that low she, money. Huh? I, I guess I get from the cat service, the cat car service. Um, still out there. He's still, I mean, he's still doing his thing. Like you could go and yeah. see him in Vegas right now. He's a huge celebrity, Jeff Lowe. We haven't even mentioned the, uh, the drug dealer who thought he was Tony Montana. I mean, this that's Yeah. He doesn't get talked about. That's like the 12th most interesting character on the show. A guy who's like a, a, a known killer drug kingpin guy that you yeah. can't even get to that. That's, I was that's, riveted. that's, that's yeah. why you watch it. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Tiger King before we move on? Uh, no, I have I have plenty, but like let's let's yeah. move on because I, I know we're going to green pastures for you. I know where you're taking me next. All right. So listen, I don't want to be a fraud and a phony, so I'm gonna let me be honest with everyone here. When The Office on. was on NBC, I didn't watch it. Yeah. And over the years, everyone told me to watch The Office, and for some reason, I don't know why. I had this thing where I just I wasn't a huge Steve Carell guy. I had seen him in movies, and sure, Walmart, whatever it was. Did love him. Loved him in. Um, Crazy Stupid Love, but I didn't, I wasn't mm -hmm. a huge Corral fan. I just, I would blow it off, blah, blah, blah. And then, so I didn't join the office frenzy until I believe it was three years ago when I. That's surprising to me because you're such right. a fan. Right. And well, for me, it's like a top three show of all time, but you know, with Seinfeld mm -hmm. and Curve. Uh, and I have to say, Kyle brought a tear to my eye a couple of days ago. He texted me and he told me he was going to start watching the office. Now I will say this. I almost fell off my chair because I didn't realize you had never watched it. And you, that show is made for you. It's our sense of humor. You will love it. <laughs> and then I thought, 
this 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 friend of mine who I like so much is going to experience the office for the first time ever. It made me so yeah. happy because I know you're going to get so wrapped up in it. Where are you now with the office? Okay, so I am um, probably ten episodes in, which means I'm into the still the early parts of season two, and I my deal was Jimmy is that I I. Um, I consume a ton of pop culture as you do, but if you look at pop culture like a, a bag of golf clubs, um, the office for me was a club that I didn't hit. Like I just, if you reach for that six iron, I don't hit it. I don't know how to swing it. I can't relate right. to it. I got all these other ones, you know, and I can right. do, I can do the Game of Thrones driver, and I can do the Star Wars pitching way. I got almost, almost all the clubs. I have a lot of clubs. But sometimes in a conversation or uh, even at work or anything, it calls for the six iron. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I can't hit the six iron. I'm like, what, the, what right. the fuck, man? You're, you know, you're 170 yards out and there's a little wind behind you. Hit the six iron. I can't hit this. I don't know the office. And so I, I so get opportunity, you on that. Right. the quarantine is like, well, you know, hit every club, guys. If, if you're not into, if you never watched, uh, you know, the Mad Men, if you never watch Curb, whatever it is, like hit the classic clubs here. And right. I know that The Office is a very important classic club. So I said, I'm tired of this. I'm going to work on my game and I'm going to start watching it. And I got to tell you, I, I was a little surprised by how that club swung. It wasn't the club I expected it to at the early, right. early going. Right. Um, the, the surprise being when you don't watch a show that's that big, you have impressions from afar. You know, like if you never watched Game of Thrones, you've you've heard about Jon Snow and Winter is Coming. Like, you know that stuff. So I've heard about all these things from The Office. I didn't realize – I thought that Michael Scott – I didn't know he was like the worst boss ever and like a terrible guy. Like I thought he was just – he was just a funny, wacky boss. And then – so I'm like, oh, it'll be Steve Carell being funny and just like him. And then – Early on, it starts. It's it, he just says unbelievably mean things, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, all right, I can get with this, and I <laughs> like it. But I didn't, I didn't know this is what it was. So, like, you know, there's the Dundies episode where he gets the awards. Yep. All right, my, yeah, my second, Mifflin. Good. Don't it's your second favorite? What? My second favorite episode in the series. All right, it's a great. It was a great episode, but. You know, he's just the episode's just warming up, and he's like, you know, um, not everybody gets an award. You know, I mean, who's going to give Kevin an award? Dunkin' Donuts? And I was like, oh my god, that's just so mean. <laughs> like, it's funny in a yeah. way because he's so yeah. deadpan. But I'm like, all right, I have to completely to go back to the golf analogy. Like, I have to switch my grip on this club because I did not know that it was just really dickish, mean humor. A lot of it, and. A lot of it at the expense of the um, appearance of the main cast members, including the <laughs> appearance of the women. Like early on, I can't speak to what happens later in the show, but right. like there's a lot of jokes about how Phyllis is not an attractive woman. A lot. Right. And right. it always just makes me wonder like societally, you're not supposed to do that. And then also just like on set, like that actress, I understand that they're comedians and whatnot and they're self-deprecating, but like she just gets teed off on about like that, you know, they basically are calling her disgusting several times. Right. And so that's been my early impression. Very funny. And I already have some things that I love about it, but like, it's not the club that I thought it was. All right. So 
there's a lot there that I got to get into without giving you spoilers. Um, okay. I will say the character of Michael Scott will evolve, and you're gonna you, okay. You're gonna go. You're gonna go along for the ride, and you'll you'll see how it goes. Um, this show debuted. Was started on NBC in 2005. Now, when I watched it three years ago, I like you, I was stunned at how many things would not get put on a tele. How many things would not get on TV today? Episode two of The Office is Diversity Day. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's jokes about Asian people not being able to drive. Th- those are not getting on television today. Those jokes. No. There's a lot of things in those first two to three seasons where there's no way they're flying in today's cancel culture. That's number one. Um, it's a little interesting to me that your take is that they're mean because they are. There's not. And here's, you know, I mentioned Parks and Rec before. Uh, someone who I trust on TV told me Parks and Rec is a nicer version of The Office. And I okay. said to myself, I don't want a nicer version of The Office. I like The Office the way it is. Maybe that's something about me, um, but you're ten episodes in, so you're in season two. Season right two, now. yeah. Okay, because season three and four have the greatest runs of sitcoms that you'll ever see in your life. Okay, um, Dundee's is my second favorite episode of all time. Uh, are you like? Are you a romantic? Are you into the Jim Pam thing that's going on? It's nice. I can see why people like it. It's two very likable people, and like they play it well. Um, Have you gotten I, to the, the other observation? For, that both of them are great. Like they both pop. Yeah. They both like Krasinski is fantastic. You know, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of any work of John Krasinski's that I've seen. I and I think it was, I don't know, The Quiet Place was like the first thing I saw that he was in because I didn't watch. You know, I didn't watch The Office. Um, right. I will say one thing about him. The the episode that obviously really popped for me, no surprise, is the basketball game episode. Um, right. First of all, to your point, laden with racial humor, like throughout, yeah. just nonstop, yeah. including there's a line. I don't remember the character's name, but he's the uh, Hispanic character and Oscar. he works there. And, yep. and Oscar says, oh, I'll play. And Michael goes, we will call on your talents, my friend, come baseball season or if we box. <laughs> and I'm like. That's right. just like it's outrageous, and it's, right. it's it's really well written, I guess. And if you're in that vein, but I'm like, all right, so that staggered me. But the thing about Krasinski is, um, so they make it so that Jim, uh, like, he's good at basketball, and clearly Krasinski is a good athlete who is good at basketball. And right. I don't know, I'm sure this has all come out, but like, he definitely looked like the good high school player. And there's a couple of moves they have him do where he crosses over and goes between his legs, and like. I could tell that Krasinski was like really pleased with himself for that. Not Jim, but like Krasinski was kind of a show off and I don't mind it and I respect it, but I found myself thinking, A, he thought he was so cool this day on the set. And then B, I'm trying to think if there's another, another actor who looked that natural playing outside of like Wesley and Woody, because normally they look, I think basketball is the ultimate, ultimate humanizer when it comes to sports. Like, Right. If you want to see if someone's athletic, just have him dribble the ball around a few times and you can tell immediately. So I thought he did a great job and was very aware that he was doing a good job. He uh, he was a basketball player. I don't know if college or high school, but he was. And uh, It looks like it. Yeah. I had Carell on this podcast last January, and uh, he said what they did with that episode was they really just played a game and filmed it and then – you you know, chopped it up to make it into a show, which I thought was interesting. Um, oh, it looked like it. So you're 10 episodes in. So you've seen the Booze Cruise episode then. 
Yep. Okay. Yep. You have not you have not seen the injury though yet, have you? You know, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. okay. This is last got... night, and we were into the wine, and you know. Okay, the injury, season two. Stick with it. I'm telling you, you will. You you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. I promise. I'm okay. not, stick with it. Don't give up on it. No, I won't. I it's yeah. the thing is they're so they're so goddamn short. They're like 20 minutes or something like that. That's, so you just go another, really fast, yeah. really fast. I watched all all nine seasons in about three weeks. So that's so. beautiful. And that was yeah. not quarantine. That was regular life. Jesus, Jimmy. You were I was over the I was like you know avoid the family during the holiday time. Sure. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. But I'm loving it. I'm really I'm liking it. And it's funny because, Jim, you would love this, that um, Brooke, my wife, as I'm watching with it, she's like, she's like, (laughs) this reminds, she's like, this is reminding me of that show you like that I hate. And you know what show she's talking about. She's she's talking about Curb. Yeah. Now, Brooke is in that (laughs) that thing of like, when I'm watching Curb, she will walk in the room and be like, ugh, ugh, I can't even be in the same room. And she's like, she'll be like, why do you like that character when he's so miserable and obnoxious? And I'll be like, because yeah. he's miserable and obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> That's why right. I like him. Right. I love him. Every single, even the worst Curb episode, I'm so happy for the entire thing. And Brooke can't even be in the room while it's on. She hates it so much. <laughs> I'll give you something I cannot relate to at all. Is when people, I know so many people who watch Curb, yeah. and they'll say that they were uncomfortable watching a scene. I've never sure. been uncomfortable watching a scene. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I mean, I can't get enough either. And it's like even just the stupid stuff. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Like in this last right. season, there was a very small moment where Larry's at dinner or at lunch with Richard Lewis, and Richard is squeezing the lime, and then he puts the rind in his drink, and Larry's like, yes. "What are you doing? Like, why would you do that?" And it's just that makes some people very uncomfortable. Just that awkwardness and conversation. But I absolutely am salivating when it happens. That's my favorite. I song. have. I swear in my life, I am not lying to you. I've had that moment in conversation with people in my life. With the lime? I've been, yeah, with the lemon. And they put, you know, I've been with people who, some some places they'll put the lemon in the drink and they send the yeah. drink back. I mean, it <laughs> happens. Yeah. I don't get uncomfortable. Like you, I'm salivating. Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect way to sum it up. That's but Brooke on the, on the, on the, the office was like, this is kind of making me feel like that show that you watch, like this is so awkward all the time. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's very, it's one awkward encounter after another. And I really like it. Well, I will say that does not change over the nine seasons. It's I like it. Good. I don't want it to change. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Uh, I want you, you're going to come up soon on the injury episode. It's season, it's episode okay. 12 of season two. I want you to text me after the opening scene. Opening scene of episode twelve. Wow, you even know the numbers. You're like somebody with baseball cards. Well, no, that no, that I looked up on Google. Um, Okay, okay. The injury is is the opening scene of that. Okay, I I think that's like almost a turning not a turning point, but it's a memorable memorable scene. I will text you the opening scene of that. There is there's one other one other program that I want to glance over with you, and it's not out yet, but. Okay. Uh, as we're sitting here recording this on the 31st, it broke last night that they're releasing the Jordan doc ahead of schedule. Right. Um, the long awaited, whatever it is, 12 piece Michael Jordan and the nineties bulls documentary. And uh, everybody's freaking out and celebrating and tweeting this and tweeting that. I saw a promo for it last night that I had not seen where it's one minute long and they're showing Pippen and Jordan. And then, and then there's this great shot of Seinfeld 
and he's courtside and he's sitting there and he's like, well, the show of the 90s and the team of the 90s. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest documentary of all time. Um, are you as excited about it as everybody else? Uh, I probably not. Listen, I'm going to watch it. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure what's there. Like, for instance, uh, ESPN just replayed what I thought was the best 30 for 30 they ever did, which was the OJ one. Yeah. And when that came out, I said, what what don't I know about this already? Like, I'm going to watch it, but I feel like it's a mm-hmm. rehash. And then I was blown away by how many things they told me that I didn't know. You know, it was interviewing a juror who said basically she thought OJ was guilty, but she voted innocent as revenge for Rodney King. I, I you know, to get to get a juror to say that on camera, I thought was fantastic. So I, I'm sure the Jordan thing will be great. What I, my hope for it is, you know, when why, you know, maybe they dip into why he left the NBA the first time, mm-hmm. uh, if they get into his gambling, but I'm not sure. I'm more in, I'd be more into something that was sort of thematic than just about a person. If that well, makes Jimmy, sense. let me put this in your language. Let me let me put yeah. this in the lovely lady of the day language. I mean, they they do have a sit down with Carmen Electra. Does that do anything for you? I mean, she was married to Rodman. Twenty years ago, it might. Well, okay. I'm gonna let's wrap. <laughs> let me let me let me let me wrap this up. Let, let's wrap this up with something I know you can appreciate because I will what do you say. Got? Kyle out there, it's and it's not bullshit. He is an actual old school, true blue, diehard hot clicks fan from back yep. when I did oh, yeah. hot clicks back in the day. And this is how insane the hot clicks era was for me. You want to talk about you know before the you know political correctness has sure. become what it's become. I ran a, a contest in hot clicks once. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Gillette or one someone that sponsored it, where I had a reader win a contest. Readers had to write in letters to me, emails, uh, of w- why they deserved to get their chest shaved mm-hmm. by Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the w- so we had a winner. I had mm-hmm. to take the winner to not Central Park. Um, what's the other big park there in Midtown Manhattan? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. I'm not a New Yorker. Central Park. No, no, Midtown. Um, oh my God, it's where the Shake Shack is. I can't remember the name now. And we went to the park. And Carmen Electra in front of an audience got the hot clicks reader on the stage and shaved his chest. So That's I feel incredible. forever tied to Carmen Electra. And you were part of that? And you were like you were yes. like the MC of that? You had a tuxedo t shirt on or something? Like I wasn't the I was I was I wasn't on this. It was sort of like um they just brought the winner on the stage. I, I was not on the stage. They had a different MC for that. I think she emceed it herself, but the winner came from the Hot Clicks audience back then. I remember she was on the f- cover of the first Maxim magazine ever, and I got it, and I was blown away by it. And uh, it's, she married Rodman, and she she had a thing for a few years where she was spectacular. I didn't, I wasn't aware of the chest shaving incident. I would have applied. I'm sorry, Jim. I, <laughs> I know you would have. I know you would have. But the uh, that was a fun day. Um, yeah, it was. I missed the, the Hot Clicks. I think of that before I think of a Dennis Rodman marriage with. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're you, you're very pumped up then for the Jordan doc. Well, uh, it's actually kind of uh, asymmetrical my feeling on it. Um, I, I'm. Well, you're I'm a Chicago nerv- guy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it. Um, I'm nervous about it, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I actually do believe sort of in that theory of uh, never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Um, right. And 
I've never met Michael Jordan. I've never had a conversation with him, anything like that. But I, I'm pretty sure, like, at least in that era, he was a dick. And I, and, I, and I mean, on the court, off the court, everything. And I don't really necessarily want to see that. I Like, I would put it on you. Like, Jimmy, who is your favorite athlete of your youth? Meaning, like, up until you were 18? Don Mattingly. Mattingly. All right. So yeah. if there was, like, a 12-part documentary about those Yankees teams, most of which were shitty, and they followed them on every trip and every clubhouse and everything, and, like, and they just saw it all, like, would you be nervous about it? Or you're like, just give me all the Madeline. And what I'm saying is it could be revealed that Madeline was rude, that he belittled people, and it could mess with your childhood. Yeah, I uh, I, I get that. I, I, you know, I think – I think because we've heard some things about Jordan, that that's why you have the a little anxiety. Yeah, Jordan. I want to see him. Yeah, it makes it. I mean, there's this famous quote from Barkley where he was with Jordan and they saw a homeless person in the street. Yeah. And uh, Barkley gave the homeless person money and Jordan said, you know, he would never give a homeless person money. If they could say, do you have a dollar? They could say, welcome to McDonald's. I mean, it's not a great look. Yeah, um, you know, but again... I, what I don't like, and this is a whole other topic that we really shouldn't even get into, but, you know, I, I don't like this, what you did in 1987, now in 2020, we hold that uh-huh. again. I mean, there's got to be uh-huh. some sort of, you need the context, you need the whole picture. I, I don't like this picking out of the one item. Um, you know, I'm a, I was I was a diehard, I mean diehard, like a peg below the Yankees with my fandom, of the Knicks back then. So that's another reason why the Jordan thing doesn't really grab me as much life. as... Yeah, exactly. And I, I will watch it. And, you know, he got into a big thing with Jeff Van Gundy, who I loved, who I think is one of the mm-hmm. greatest. Um, because Van Gundy accurately was one of the few people who called out Jordan and said, you know, that Jordan has this trick where he befriends you and then on the court uses that to his advantage and then annihilates sure. you like a savage, and which is smart. I don't fault. Now, I give Jordan credit for that. But when Van Gundy called him out on it, then Jordan got all pissy. So, and I was a Nick fan and I loved Van Gundy. So, like, I, I don't. I don't have the law. I have the respect. He's obviously, to me, the greatest player I probably have had any, ever seen in any sport. Um, but, like, I like LeBron more than I like Jordan. I just like, like, when we go back to the 90s and, like, hearing the Nick fan come out of you guys and knowing that I was oh. on the right side of history. I, I, you know what? There should be there should be a 12-part documentary on the Charles Smith moment. And it could be one part for every shot that the Bulls blocked underneath that hoop right then which was, was like one of the most hilarious sequences i've ever seen in any sport and i can't imagine how frustrating that must have been for a knicks fan it's like make the fucking shot can't do it, it. Was, I, I, forget <laughs> make the shot i wanted him to give the ball up at some point you gotta just give up and you know dish it out at some put point. up 30 shots in three seconds and the bulls blocked yeah. every one of them they yeah. just took turns there was just a dosey do <laughs> there were uh they were a- clean as a whistle too. No fouls, most, just clean. Most times I went into those series thinking the Knicks would lose, but there were one or two where I thought they'd have a chance. And of course, Jordan yeah, for just, sure. You know, yeah. Well, the wait, the Scotty Pippen when he refused to go back in the game. No, oh, well, that was incredible. Well, that was the during the Jordan retirement. Okay, that was right, right, right. Jordan. Right, so the the quick story is Jordan wasn't there. That was Phil Jackson and Scotty was the best player, and Phil Jackson drew up a play for Tony Kukoc to take the winning shot. And Pippen lost his shit and freaked out. And Bill Cartwright's on the bench being like, get in there, get in there. And he wouldn't do it. And just by the way, by the way, Tony Kukoc buried the game-winning shot. God bless him. Right. Can you imagine that happening today? 
that's got it. I mean, I know there was a thing with the Bills player who quit at halftime recently, but that wasn't. I mean, if you had a guy on the Scottie Pippen level playoff game refusing yeah. to go back in today I can't with see that, Twitter actually. and oh yes, my I god, can. forget it. Yeah. I think it would be somebody. It would be like Kyrie Irving. And he yeah. would just be like, screw it. I'm like, I'm not going in. And like, I, I'm supposed to be the man on this team. I can. And to your point, like the, the Twitter reaction would be fantastic because right. as much as I love the NFL and football is my favorite sport and I employ the NFL, there's nothing like NBA Twitter. There's just nothing. Yeah. It's, there's, yeah. it's an animal. It really is. It really animal. is. Um, it Joe Exotic Zoo. Speaking of animals, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, doing this. This was great. It was an hour where I didn't have to think about the coronavirus. So this was... Uh, I, I will be forever it fantastic, for this dude. hour. Um, I can't wait. What? Uh, so NFL Network. Good morning, football. We don't know when uh, when things will get back to normal there. No, and I, you know, I get so many nice messages about miss you guys. Part of our yeah. morning routine. It's not the same with you. It really is nice, but it's just simple. It's a simple line of our network is based in California, where they are dealing with a lot of things that much of the country is not. And it's listen. Forget about the four of us on the air. It's just it's not safe to bring you know, line producers and camera people and editors and all those people you need to make a TV show to put them shoulder to shoulder in a production room and do it to do a live TV show. It's not feasible. And so yeah. until it is, we're trying to work on alternatives as hard as we can, a way to get back out there. Believe me, we want it as much as anybody might miss us. We want it 10 times more. Well, I, I'm one of the people that miss you and uh, hopefully we go through this and everyone stays safe and you guys get back on the air and uh, keep us entertained. That, that first, uh, Oh my God, I'm trying to blank down the names. The first edition of who are the Wall Street guys? Jared and. Oh, Trent, Trent. and Jared. Yeah. Those yeah, guys Jared, are nice. The first Jared and Trent <laughs> after the quarantine. Yeah. New York City better watch out. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Jared and Trent will be ready. They're, they're oh nice sized and they're ready and they've got thoughts and they want to help you make a lot of money on this. I mean, Jared and Trent are always shot out of a cannon, but forget oh. it about. Yeah. All right, Kyle, stay safe, keep the family safe. And uh, again, thanks a lot. I really do appreciate it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, my thanks to Kyle Brandt. Always a great, great person to speak to. Always fun, always brings the energy. 
and always brings uh, a very unique perspective on things. Love talking to him today, and uh, it was uh, it was good to get the Tiger King conversation out of the way. Like he said, it's sort of now on the downside. Everyone's talking about it, but we had to cover it a little bit. So, my thanks to Kyle. And uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. It helps a lot, especially right now. And uh, if you have any suggestions on what you want to hear in the pod, feel free to send me an email, jimmy.trainer at si.com, or hit me up on Twitter at jimmytrainer. All right, stay safe, stay inside, and we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.